Hi, welcome back to Hide From Time. My name is almost certainly Esme, and this is a show where I play interesting and unusual music that I've been listening to and enjoying. I hope you enjoy it too. I explore the fringes of rock and metal, noise and ambient, electronic and experimental music, and share the fruits of my labour with you all, roughly once a fortnight. This is the fifth episode of the podcast, and to celebrate these small milestones, I'll be doing a slightly different format of each episode every fifth show, where I'll be looking into micro-genres, regional scenes, lost media, and other areas of intrigue. But this episode, on the suggestion of friends, I'm pulling out selections from my own record collection, and you'll hear them directly from the vinyl, so I hope you enjoy some hiss and crackle. Also, instead of exclusively posting Bandcamp links this episode, since this brief allows me to delve into some defunct and historical projects a little bit more, I'll also provide Discogs links with Bandcamp for those who are still active as well. I know you're intelligent people, so I'm sure you can do your own research anyway, but I might as well make it as easy as possible to get hold of these things. I've chosen six records from my various piles and boxes of items, but I had so much to choose from that I think I'm going to have to revisit this format in the future, perhaps a 7 inches only show? But for now, let's get spinning. The first record I pulled out is The Abundance of Guns 7 Inch by Charred Remains, also known as Man is the Bastard, which originally came out on SOA Records in 1992, before being reissued through Deep Six on 10 Inch. My copy is the second pressing on black. Man is the Bastard are the undisputed pioneers of power violence, considering it was they who coined the term, but I'd perhaps argue that they're really more of a noise rock band. They came out of hardcore and grindcore, but they added some quite technical musicianship and a lot of sonic experimentation. This record sees them in their classic two basses and drums lineup, with Henry Barnes on guitar and homemade machines as well. The incorporation of these harsh, tweeting electronics into their sound was so unique for the time, and it led to something of an alter ego by the name of Bastard Noise, who are still active to this day. On this 7-inch, the faster and more grinding cuts are kept for the A-side, while the longer, sludgy tracks are on side B. I've chosen one of the slower tracks here, called Tumult Being. Fight! 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 Fight!
felt that I should throw in a recent purchase and I've been on a bit of a kick lately for finding Screamo and Screamo adjacent records on Discogs for very little money. I've already spoken a little bit about this genre and the misconceptions around it and I expect I'll also do a genre deep dive at some point in the future but this is something from what I would consider the most inventive era perhaps you could call it the second wave of this sound. This is a band called Knives and Greenwater and this song is one of two which appears on a split with Race Bannon released in 1998 through the incomparable Witching Hour Records. Almost everything on this label is worth picking up if you have any interest at all in this style of music, and most of it comes in really beautiful packaging too, but don't get them confused with the black metal label Witching Hour Productions. That label puts out a lot of fascist stuff, so you probably want to give that a swerve. Nice and Greenwater stand out in this style for a few reasons. Their inclusion of keyboards being an obvious one, as well as their unusual non-linear song structures. Although this is a genre where bands rarely have much of a lifespan, typically albums are posthumous discography collections, Knives and Greenwater are notable for only ever releasing three songs, two on the 7-inch and one on a split with the band Suicide Note. This is the first of their two tracks here, it's titled On Horsel Common.
Next up is a project called Skershahor, with their side of a split 7-inch with Australian former black metal and current black wave legend Streeborg, which came out on Southern Lord in 2007. We'll be returning to that label a little bit later on. Skershahor offer a single track of bizarre blackened noise on here. Every time I listen to it, I'm impressed by just how strange and unplaceable it is. On the centre label, Skershahor is listed as a duo, responsible for destruction and explosions, respectively. But I can exclusively reveal that this is in fact a project from Oren Ambachi, who is a frequent collaborator with Sun and their related projects, as well as a wealth of other solo and collaborative works. This is the only track ever released from Skershahor. This song, and I use that word loosely, is titled Malicious Resplendence.
I thought I should use this opportunity to play some of my all-time favourite bands and releases that you might not be familiar with. And so I'd like to introduce you to the wildly underrated Portsmouth band Cranes. The band formed in 1985 between siblings Jim and Alison Shaw, with a number of guitar and bass players joining them over the years. And while their music changes and, broadly speaking, softens as their discography goes on, I think their approach is always unique and unusual. Cranes seem to me to sit at an interesting nexus point between the world of goth and post-punk and that of shoegaze and dream pop. I would say everything up to and including their 1994 album Loved is worth hearing, particularly their run of EPs in the early 90s, but I've chosen a track from their first release proper, 1989's Self Non-Self, released originally on Bite Back Records and recently reissued for its 30th birthday by Music on Vinyl in an expanded version of a thousand copies on pink and black 180 gram vinyl. They've colour matched the artwork perfectly on this pressing and I think it's honestly one of the most beautiful records I own. I'll post some pictures on my Instagram page which is at Hide From Time Podcast. This track is called Focus Breathe.
in favourite next. I've mentioned Portland black metal band Velvet Cocoon on the show before, and I can't overstate this band's importance to me. They're the first band in this genre that I truly loved. Beyond the internet mischief that surrounds this act, I still feel that the music that they left behind is unlike anything else. The thick, textural guitar and hypnotic, minimal drums convey their druggy and nautical aesthetic so well. There's something very pretty, even feminine about it, which is certainly rare. And the mystique that they wove was definitely inventive and immersive, if nothing else. This band has been an enormous influence on me and listening to them really opened my mind to the stranger side of black metal, leading me to many more intriguing discoveries over the years. I originally chose a track from their final album, but since I can't pronounce its title out loud, I thought I'd go with a track from the album prior, which is called North Suite, and was released on double LP by our friends at Southern Lord in 2006. Sadly, my copy isn't the purple vinyl version, but it does come with velvet flocking on the cover, which is quite special. One last thing to note is that there is a slight warp at one point in this track. My cat was fascinated by this spinning record and gave it a little bop. I decided to leave it in. I hope that's okay with you. This track is called Winter Glow.
asking why they were dying, why they had never lived. Life itself seems a lunatic. Who knows where madness lies? Perhaps to be too practical is madness. To surrender dreams, this may be madness. To seek treasure where there is only trash. Too much sanity may be madness. Maddest of all, to see life as it is and not as it should be. Let's wind down with a classic from English post-industrial band Coil and a track taken from their album Music to Play in the Dark Volume 1 which was recently reissued through Dias Records once again in some lush packaging with an etching on side D. Hopefully Volume 2 will eventually follow but if you're familiar with this band you might know that the rights to their back catalogue are deeply complicated due to the sad deaths of both the main members. This was the first album I ever heard from Coil, at far too tender an age for it, and a few years ago I fully dived into their extensive and somewhat intimidating back catalogue. If you aren't particularly well versed in this band, this album would be a good place to start since it balances their more ambient and textural instrumental work with a lyrical and vocal presence from John Balance, which is frequently haunting and uncomfortably prescient. The track I've chosen has one of my favourite sounds that occurs in Coil's music on occasion, a kind of reversed echo on the vocals. Digging deeper, you'll find both playful humour and profound sadness in their music, sometimes at the same time. The song I've chosen to end the episode on is also the album's closer. It's titled The Dreamer Is Still Asleep. Rest in peace, John and Peter. Thank you for listening to the show if you made it this far. You can follow, email, or donate to me by attaching the username Hide From Time Podcast to Instagram, Gmail, or Coffee, respectively, if you should wish to do any of those things. If you want me to listen to your band and or play them on the show, please send precisely one message with some introductory text, ideally by email. We'll be back to the regular format next episode. Until then, keep screaming, keep scheming, and most importantly, keep dreaming. Speak soon.
get that right. 